I know you're free. Cause you would not be listening if you weren't free. I can't stop, cause I know that I've been through a lot. Overthinking and thinking all over again. I feel like my head's in a drop. I know the devil really wants your soul. He made you turn into what you was not. It was your really a part of the plot. Cause you just paid it at the cross. Hey guys, so this episode is um, really special to me. It's my testimony, um, just sharing how God has delivered me from things in my life, sharing uh, my story, and going a little bit into the gospel at the end. But yeah, I just wanted to share that we got intro music. I don't know if you guys heard, but we got intro music. I have some friends that make music. Their name is LLC Flame. If you look that up, some good Christian music like preaching the gospel through their music like sometimes sometimes I'm listening to their music and I'm just like dang like that's fire that's literally the gospel it's so good um but yeah check them out got their song at the cross um playing in the intro and then got their song honestly playing at the end um in our outro and yeah check them out they're on Spotify Apple Music and um yeah just show them some love but yeah here's the podcast I lift all my sins at the cross all right, welcome back to the Scriptures and Stories episode. This is a special episode with our boy, Jonathan Felix, dude. How does yeah, it feel to, to finally be on the, the pod, dude? I know you've been kind of being the host and guiding us in mm. these amazing stories and, and Bible studies with your friends and people that you've been meeting. But yeah, dude, welcome. How does it feel to, to be on this? Dude, I've been wanting to share my testimony for a long time. And, um, you know, like, <clears throat> like your testimony before freedom is like, like my testimony before freedom was like, now I know more, right? Right. <laughs> like now I, you know, now I believe that God is real and I know more and I'm trying. Mm. Like that was my testimony before freedom. And now I will, I'm like, dude, like, let me share. So this is actually my first time sharing my testimony. Sure. Like that, I, that I think is like actually my testimony. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Just like the actual freedom. Like before yeah. you're saying it was, it wasn't really free. Yeah. And it's way. like, you, you don't want to say things mm. that you're like still struggling with, yeah. you know, because it's like, why would I say that? Cause I'm still struggling with it. Right. But when you're free, it's like, that's, you know, that's done. So yeah. you can just be like, share whatever you want be honest. And it's like you, and I can relate with that. It's like, you have this freedom to talk about the past Jonathan yeah. because it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Like it's new, like that you can talk about it freely and not feel bad about it, you know? Yeah. So I, I totally agree. Cool, bro. So we're going to get right into this. So tell us about just you growing up, like in, I know you grew up Adventist, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. And you're Brazilian? Yeah. Did you grow up in Brazil or where, where'd you grow up? No, so I was born in San Diego, um, grew up in America, in San Diego, California, but we visited Brazil a few times, you know, but yeah. Cool, dude. Um, and you just been living here in the the states for just for how long again? Um, for like twenty years. For, okay, so your whole life yeah. basically. Cool, <laughs> cool, life, cool, yeah. cool. How's it like in Brazil, real quick? I want to know. It's cool. I've only visited a few times, but um, I visited in this city called Curitiba, and Ooh. which is more like south-ish, but it's not like super south, right? Because Brazil's pretty big, um, <clears throat> and it's cool. It's like a. It's like. Uh, it's like a big city, right? Okay. It's like a pretty big city, and it's kind of cold-ish. It doesn't really get too hot. Um, 
But then I visited in the northern part for like one trip. We went to this little like tropical town and that was super cool. It's like in the jungle. It wasn't like the Amazon, but okay. <laughs> you know, it was like in yeah. the jungle. Yeah, it sounds dope. So let's kind of get right into this. So you grew up Adventist. Mm-hmm. What, what did you grow up hearing like at church or from your parents? Like what was the gospel? What was God like in, in your childhood growing up? What was that image of God? Yeah, so um, this isn't really where my story starts, but this is just background, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right? I'd love to hear it. Um, you know, I grew up Adventist, and I don't wouldn't say I grew up super conservative, right? But I did grow up in a pretty conservative family, right? Like, we would listen to this guy. Um, he does this series about music, right? Mm. And after that, my parents were like, no drums in music, right? <laughs> and, um, okay. you know, now they're not, like, that sure, strict, you sure. know? But, like that's kind of how I grew up, right? In that mentality. And again, not like super conservative, but definitely very religious, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right? So um, we'd go to church, obviously hear a sermon at church, come back home, watch another sermon, right? And then for like that night, for um, like worship to end the Sabbath, we'd watch another sermon, right? Okay. And it was cool. Like right yeah. now, I love doing that actually. Yeah, like, I'll, sure that was a blessing. Yeah, I'll go home like after church and I'll watch a sermon with my dad. You know, we were watching like sermons about freedom and stuff like that so i love doing that but um just that you know very religious right maybe which was very good routine maybe yeah i mean yeah to me church was just something i do like once a week okay and um it wasn't like super personal you know sure just kind of something that i'm like yeah like you know i know about and yeah. that's a thing that's a big thing is like because we watched a ton of sermons i'd go to like revelation seminars yeah i felt like i knew a lot right like, I just knew stuff, right? Um, and so I remember there's this girl in third or fourth grade, right? She's Catholic, and she's going to this Adventist school. And we would literally, like, get into debates about this, stuff. This is in the third grade? Bro, this is in, like, third or fourth grade. And I would okay. send her I would send her sermons on from Walter Veith. Wow. I don't know if you know Walter Veith. Yeah. Bro, this man goes, like, deep into, like, yep. like I wouldn't say conspiracy theories, but like he goes deep into like, like the Antichrist is da 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 right. Yeah. So I would send her this and be like, "You need to watch this." I didn't even watch it, right? Like I just like watched it with my dad, and sure. I was like paying half attention, right? So I was like, I know more than them. Like she, like she needs to change, right? Like it was just knowledge. I, I right. thought I had knowledge. <clears throat> yeah. But like I, you know, didn't, right? Yeah. And um, she would send me like a video about like proof that Mother Mary is real. <laughs> and I like skimmed through it, so and this I was is like, third grade Jonathan. Yeah, I was like going in with these debates. Maybe it was like fourth grade. I don't think <laughs> okay. it was fifth or sixth, sure. but, but at a young super age. young, right? Yeah, yeah, super young. And um, yeah, I was just like, I thought I knew stuff, and I did know like some surface level stuff. And um, yeah, like raised with all the Bible stories, raised with prophecy. Like I knew God was real because of Daniel too. Like that was mm, for yeah. me. That was like it's proof, right? Like it makes so much sense because you see through Daniel, like the history of the world, right? And so I was like, yeah, that there's no way you can refute that. So I always like was like, yeah, this is real, but it was never like personal. Kind of just know? stopped there maybe. Like you yeah. just knew it was real, but n- there was no like maybe transformation or experience yeah. behind that, mm-hmm. you would say. Cool. So you, you grew up doing those debates. Daniel 2 was a a big turning point of just like, hey, God is real. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's like a turning point because okay. there was no moment where I was like, oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. But it was just like, I was raised with that. And it's yeah. like, 
yeah, I mean, for me, that's like irrefutable evidence that sure. it's like, yeah, he's real, you know? But yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. So kind of let us know like what what happened after this because I know there, there's a lot in your story of you coming to like freedom and having more of a transformation. Mm. Um, but kind of fill that gap between maybe that time. I know you went to like Avenue School. Well, yeah. maybe we can get into to that a little bit. Like how's your experience in academy with growing with Christ and, you know, maybe the things that you were learning during high school and just t- tell us a little bit more about that. So, um, <clears throat> my story, I would say really starts like in fifth or sixth grade, right. And like my story of freedom and stuff. But before I just jump into that, like, yeah, Adventist school up to that point was just like normal. It was like Christian school. We'd have classes about the Bible. We'd have like worship every week on Fridays. Yeah. I mean, it was cool to be in that environment. I didn't feel any, like, I don't think it had a big impact at my life at that time. And I think obviously if I had gone to a public school, my life would be probably completely different. Sure. But, um, really like ingrained in me and stuff. I don't think it like changed my mentality about stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I I totally get that. But yeah, so, sorry, you want to say something? No, 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 go ahead. Flesh that out a little bit more. So, I mean, fifth and sixth grade is around that time. I don't know exactly when, but around that time I got exposed to pornography, right? Mm. And that just like took me, you know, like ensnared me. Like there was literally nothing. I I don't know. Like I wouldn't say nothing I could do, but it was just like, I was just like, it just took me, right? So, um, yeah, fifth and sixth grade exposed to that and started off like really gradual, right? Where it's like, as it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is something like I know I shouldn't do, but like, I didn't know why. I just knew that it's something I should like keep secret. Yeah. And then it just, yeah, just grew and grew and grew. And that's something I just kind of lived with. Yeah. And I, I think I can, you know, relate in some ways where you're exposed to that and you're like, you look back, you're like, oh shoot, like I'm actually like doing this and I'm, I'm looking at the things I shouldn't be doing and yeah. doing the things I, I know I shouldn't be doing. And then that sense of shame, condemnation comes. So how did that, how did that feel like at that young age? Cause I'm sure you felt a lot of those yeah. feelings and, you know, especially growing up in a Christian household and you grew up like to never do those things. And like that was yeah. forbidden. And then you look back you're like, shoot, I'm doing this, but you have that, that condemnation, shame, and just like, I don't want to tell anyone about this. So walk us through that. Like, how did that play out in, in your life? So honestly, at this point, I don't think my reason for not wanting to tell people or like the shame was because of anything religious based, sure. if that makes sense. Sure. Like I knew, like I said, I knew it, like this stuff was real because of Daniel 2, yeah. but it wasn't like real to me, if that makes sense. So I wasn't like, oh man, I shouldn't be doing this because a Christian doesn't do this. I was just like, I knew it's something that you kind of don't tell people because I think I saw in like memes or saw in like movies just that it's like not a thing that's good, right? So I was like at like fifth or sixth grade, I'm just like, you know, like, man, like I don't want to like tell people because it's something I know is like bad, right? Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, of course. And so around that time is when, well, every year this program called Youth Rush comes to my church, right? And um, so I always, like, saw them, and, you know, I was like, oh, cool. You know, they have stories about God and whatever. Um, and then then one of the leaders stayed at my house, and he did the week of prayer at my school. <clears throat> and he was like, yeah, bro, you should do it. I was like, all right, I'm down. Oh, and my friend had done Youth Rush, right? And he was telling me stories. He was like, 
I, I remember one of them was that he was super thirsty one day and it was like super hot in California and he wanted water and he goes to the next door and there's like an ice cold water bottle and you know, wow. nothing like crazy. Right. But that's like powerful. Right. So I was just like, I was like, dude, you know, I want God to give me a water bottle. Right. Like, sure. I want to see that in my life. I want to see God like be a part of my life. Right. Cause I knew that something was real, but you know, I didn't really know what. Yeah. And uh, so he, this, this leader invites me to youth rush and I was like, yeah, like, let me do that. Then I'm not old enough to do it in California. So I go to um, youth rush in Indiana cause I'm old enough to do it there. And, um, yeah, youth rush super good. Like my leaders that summer, like look up to them so much, right? Like super yeah. cool people. Um, the summer was just like really fun. I don't know. There's nothing. Yeah, like, no, I, I get it, dude. We've, we've done, I've done youth rush for a long time, but Tell us real quick, just for people who might be just listening this for the first time, like what what is Youth Rush in a oh, few yeah. sentences? So Youth Rush is like a summer program where um, it helps like high school to college students and you go door to door with Christian books and it helps for your school, the money you get door to door and you get to like share the gospel to people at the doors um, with like these books or with you talking to them. And um, I think it's really cool because you get to see God being a part of what you're doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, growing up, christian i was like yeah god is real i guess but i never really saw him actively do anything or actively like be a part of my life i would maybe ask like god help me to find this hot wheel and then i'd find it and i'd be like was that god or was that just because i found it because i remember where it was like who knows right sure and then youth rush you do these like going door to door and you pray really specific prayers sometimes and it just gets answered and you're like okay like i know right so that's what youth rush did to me it kind of just made me realize that like, God is real and this Christianity thing is real. Like, it's not just like Daniel 2 on paper. Yeah. It's like, shoot, like, this is real, you know? Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, super good. I learned about Souls West, the school I go to now. And since my first summer, I was like, dude, I want to go there. Like Your very first yeah, summer. I, well, yeah. I remember I was just like, I want to I do that. Like, I want to go to Souls West. What What made you want to do that? I mean, that, I feel like that would be a big like a big step, you know, going to a two-year Bible college first year doing like ministry, right? It was kind yeah. of like your first year. What was the reason why you wanted to, to do Souls West? I mean, at the time I was like 15, so I wasn't really thinking about like college, sure. right? And like like the, like what Souls West means, like, oh, it's two years that I'm taking a break from school. But I was just, I saw my leaders and I really looked up to them and I really, in fact, one of my leaders is was your leader, Jeffrey Daniels. Yeah. I actually want to get him on the podcast because he's like preaching now. He's like sharing yeah. the gospel, yeah, you know? He's on fire, dude. Yeah. I remember having him as a leader and loves the Lord. He yeah. Loves the Lord and loves sharing. Super yeah. cool guy. Cool. So this was your, your first summer. You wanted to do Souls West. Um, what? Tell us what happened after your first summer because I know a lot of the people on this podcast have, have done Youth Rush. And yeah. sometimes like after the summer, it could be even worse, if that makes yeah. sense, of just like being outside of that atmosphere and not having those spiritual people around you. So tell me about your experience kind of like coming out of that summer program. Yeah. So, um, coming on. Oh, so when I say I wanted to go to souls West, I just yeah. meant like, Oh, like that'd be cool. You know, I wasn't like, sure. you know, but, um, yeah, coming out of the summer, I was like, like, Oh, I want to do something that's like religious based. So I became my, um, class pastor, right? My seventh grade. That was seventh grade. I became my seventh grade class pastor. And so I do want to mention that I think at this point, this this need to be so okay so you know how there's like lies that we've believed right growing up sure 
Um, when I came to freedom, this is kind of jumping a little bit. I don't think the Holy Spirit ever was just like, like this is the lie you're believing, turn away from it, right? right? But I think slowly, and you know, in my testimony, you see it's like kind of like a slow progression of freedom. I think the Holy Spirit has been revealing to me, like as I reflect, you know, on my past, like, hey man, like look, this is the lie that was continuing to pop up, right? Sure. And I think what it was is a need to be loved or a need to be mm. wanted, right? Yeah. Like I just wanted to be wanted. And I think I channeled that through a lot of like, public positions like class office or yeah. like stuff like that i just wanted people to appreciate me yeah. and also through pornography right like i just wanted in, intimacy yeah. intimacy yeah. so through that um <clears throat> and yeah i don't think i don't know where the root of that need came from because my parents like i love them they did a, i think they did a great job raising me I, there was no moment where i felt unloved by my parents yeah. you know if that makes sense um yeah i mean i'm I've been trying to reflect on where I think that could come from, like why the Holy Spirit is revealing that to me, like where it came from, you know? Um, and I don't know, but I feel like at every aspect of my life, that's kind of like the need that I sure. was trying to fill, if that you makes sense. Trying to fill in. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. So you just finished a summer, your, your class pastor, seventh yeah. grade. Um, what, what happens after, are you, are you class pastor throughout like, high school and, and, and through that or? Yeah. So seventh, yeah. So seventh grade, I'm class pastor. Um, and then, oh, actually, you know what? Maybe seventh grade, I was class vice president and then eighth grade was class pastor. But anyways, sure. like I still like not a changed life. Right. Yeah. I was still living like a slave to lust. Right. Yeah. Still doing that stuff. And, um, it was like a spiritual high yeah. that the summer was. And then during the school year, it was like a crash. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I was like, yeah, he's real. Didn't do anything for devotions. Sure. Um, my first summer was actually where my leaders were like teaching us how to do devotions. I remember Jefford like taught me how to do a devotion. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, cool. I'm like, this is awesome. I did it for like maybe some of the summer. Yeah. And afterwards just like stopped like ever caring about a relationship with God. Um, not really like caring, but never like prioritizing it, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, so yeah, I was, yeah, like around this time, seventh grade, just back into that life. Still doing but that. I'm a class pastor, right? So I'm like, gotcha. I'm like trying to preach to people, but obviously like seventh grade class pastor, you don't really do anything as a class pastor, <laughs> sure. but it was just kind of like people were like, Oh yeah, that's Jonathan. He's like the class pastor. So there was this yeah. like image that I was like, Oh, I sure. want people to appreciate me, you know? Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask this. So during this time of kind of being more like in a leadership position or where people look up to you and, you know, you were, you were telling me that you were, you were seeking like love or affirmation from, from those roles or maybe pornography mm -hmm. and those things. How, like, how did that make you feel like knowing that you were doing those things while being in this position? Cause I know like for me and a lot of guys and, you know, even women, like they, they feel bad about it and they're like, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but what, what's the step? Like there has to be mm -hmm. a solution to this. Um, and I know a lot of us can relate, like even listening is like, is there a solution to this sin problem? Is there a solution yeah. to like being free? Cause I know maybe you didn't even know the, the gospel then, but like, I'm sure you had those thoughts of like, am I always just going to be this way? Were you thinking that or tell us more? Yeah. About that. I mean, um, like that, that thing of like, Oh, I'm a class pastor and I'm doing this. So yeah, you know how I said the, like I, felt guilty because it's just something people don't do yeah. right at this point after the first summer i was like okay christianity is real like i need to be a christian right and then now it changed into like 
this is not what a Christian does, right? So then it changed like the guilt, right? So yeah. now it was like, like beating myself up, like this is not what a Christian does, and trying and trying to stop. And for the longest time, even until like I became free, was that my goal was to hit. You know how you, you know how you break a habit in thirty days. Mm, my goal was to hit thirty days, days bro. Yeah, yeah, my goal was to always hit thirty days, and I was like, once I hit that. I'm, yeah, free. I'm free it's over because the habit is gone yeah right like that was my mentality and it's sure. kind of sad like like once i hit 30 days like it's over right yeah. and um so yeah that was that was my mentality of what i was thinking i needed to do to like break it if that's what you're asking yeah yeah, yeah no 100 percent. yeah dude i i think we can relate a lot with that or i think sometimes we we try to do those like the 30 day challenge or yeah um accountability and we all know that those things work to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, like, sure, like, you lasted 30 days, but then, like, you fall. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dang, like, did I really break this habit? Or yeah, am, yeah. I, am I really going to find victory? So this is all throughout high school. It's kind of like this cycle, would you say, of maybe going into yeah. the summer? Because I know you've done those summer programs. Yeah, so eighth grade, same thing. Going into my eighth grade year, did, sum, did a summer program. Um really good right again super awesome i loved it um spiritual high and then back to the square same thing crash and i was class pastor again or vice president i forget one of the two um and same thing just like wanting to be affirmed or wanting to be sure. loved right yeah. and still doing this stuff same thing with ninth grade actually no that was no no, no yeah same thing with ninth grade um and you know actually my first summer was going into my eighth grade year my second summer was going to my ninth grade year. Yeah. So going to my ninth grade year, same thing, right? I'm in high school. And yeah, I mean, nothing really changed in my lifestyle. It's just like, I think I know knowledge about the Bible. Yeah. I know God is real, but I'm doing these things that I know a Christian doesn't do. And I'm like, yeah, like there's no way out, right? Like 30 days, if I hit 30 days, like then I'm out. Sure. But if I don't, like I'm just stuck here forever. Yeah. So you, were you thinking that at this time, like this is just going to be a problem that I'm going to have to deal with? Is it, Were you thinking that at that time? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. I mean, at one point it got to a problem where it's like, like in the moment I would be like, man, like I shouldn't have done that. Right. Mm -hmm. But then in my day to day, I'm like, it's not that bad. Like, sure. You know, like who cares? Right. If that right. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally get like, that. It, it kind of like, like I got, um, what's the word like accustomed to it but um yeah accustomed yeah to that's not the right word but you know what yeah i just got like accustomed to it and um it just wasn't like bad it wasn't that bad anymore sure. right yeah yeah no i get that cool so this is happening throughout high school it's kind of like this cycle of yeah. doing good and then not doing good and then you know seeking you know those roles and you know if that's for love or affirmation so I want to hear more about like, I know we're kind of getting fast forwarding into to now, but tell us more how you started to hear about freedom, right? Because well, that's fast forwarding. A is lot. that too long? Yeah, okay. Yeah, is that too long? Lot. Okay. We're going to get there. So, well, let me, let me talk about going into high school. Like sure. more about, yeah, yeah. so I went to Monterey Bay Academy. It's yeah. this boarding school and super good. Like I loved it there, right? <laughs> like dorming is so fun. Dorming is so cool. Like just being able to, um, just hang out with your friends like in a dorm. It was so fun. And um, so it was really fun. The spiritual atmosphere there isn't great, right? Like students like don't really want to go to Vespers, don't really want to go to um, church and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, but I mean, 
for me, I like was grounded in my knowledge, right? I was like, I'm an Adventist, right? So like I was finding that aspect of like, no, I want to go to church because I know what it's what Adventists do. So what Christians do, but like, again, wasn't like personal. Sure. Um, then I did a summer of youth rush there and same thing, right? Still living, still yeah. living and all that. And still wanting positions like my first year there my sophomore year i ran for vice president and i got it which was like surprising i had a fire <laughs> speech bro like so good well, what was your speech bro? That so i don't quick. remember the exact speech but i remember i ended it with don't vote me as a friend vote me as family uh, bro, i was i was a uh, what dom toretto bro <laughs> like, dude i feel like, like <laughs> I, I don't I have I friends bro i have family dude like, oh my goodness <laughs> no but it was it was it was a good speech. Like I am genuinely proud of that speech. It was good. Like I'm a new kid coming in. Right. Yeah. Like, and I, I won. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. But I, the reason why I was wanting that, like the motive behind it wasn't good. Right. It was like, I just wanted, cause I was like, if I don't have this position, like what, like, what am I doing here? Mm, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah. And then, so then I did, that was COVID summer that year. So I didn't do youth rush. And during COVID, like it was fun. I got all my hobbies out of the way, yeah. you know, like, did 3D printing, did some coding, um, guitar, stuff like that. It was yeah. fun. COVID was cool. But again, still living in, like, still a slave to this stuff and always, yeah, like, wanting cool. to break out. But, like, I wouldn't, and then I just wouldn't care anymore. I'd be like, okay, well, I guess I can't. And then I'd just start that cycle of, like, you know what, I should, and then mm. I can't, you know. I'll, it doesn't matter, right? Well, I, I want to ask this this question is because I, I think it's important, and a lot of us, I think, can relate with this is, was there ever a point in this story where you were just done? Like, I'm not even going to try like these 30 days or was it constantly like, no, I think I can do this. And then you found out that you really couldn't. I don't think there was a moment where I was like, like just giving in, if that makes sure. sense. But there were moments where like, I just, like I said, it just didn't matter. And gotcha. then if I hit like a, like if I hit like a break, I'd be like, oh dude, like it's we're happening. getting there. It's happening. Yeah. Sure. And then, and then it would like I wouldn't, right? Gotcha. I w- and then I would like, and I'd be like, oh, well, yep, yeah, that's this is it, right? Yeah. And so I like accepted that this was me forever. But then I would be like hopeful that like, oh, it's happening, it's happening, yeah. right? But it's just like it wouldn't, you know? Yeah, no, I I totally get that. So this is going through high school. Tell us about like your, like where's your mind at finishing up high school? Like Monterey Bay, you're having a good time. You're you're vice president you know, people are looking up to you, like, what, where are your thoughts now, like, kind of finishing up high school? Yeah, I mean, um, I was, like, campus ministries, oh, so actually, let me, let me talk yeah. about that, so I did a summer of youth rush, after that summer, that summer was super good, I don't yeah. know what it was, but just, like, really, like, spiritually, like, high, right, sure. and I was, like, on fire, I was just, like, dude, I want to do something at MBA that's, like, spiritually motivated, because yeah. I knew going into it, I would be the vice president, and this is going to my senior year, I know I'd be the vice president of, like, student association, but that's not really like spiritual, like, you know, no spiritual um, impact, right? Yeah. So I emailed the campus ministries, or I texted the campus ministry student chaplain. She was my friend. And she was like, yeah, I mean, there's a position you can do. You can like help out with Vespers and like do music. I was like, all right, something's better than nothing. And I really just wanted to have something in campus ministry so I could do like Bible studies, right? Mm, just have okay. the backing of campus ministries. And she's like, yeah, like you could do that. Just like email the guy in charge, yeah. like the staff in charge. So I was like, okay. So I emailed the staff in charge and um, I was just praying. I was like, God, give me like a, like something to have an impact. Yeah. And so the guy emails me back. He's like, hey man, like we actually normally have a girl and guy student chaplain. 
So um, I really like your email. Like, like, and I just told him I was honest. I was like, bro, like, MBA spiritual environment is trash. Like, you know that. <laughs> and like, I, I just told him like it's sure. really bad. And like, and I would want to do something to fix that. And um, yeah, he was like, bro, do you want to take the student chaplain position for the guys? And I was like, yeah, like praise God, right? Yeah, so that was really cool. Right there. Yeah, that was really cool that I had that. I don't think I did as much with it as I could have. Yeah. You know, I tried to do Bible studies. People like didn't show up. Were right? you giving like worships? What were you doing? Were yeah, you, so yeah. I, yeah, I did worships. Like had experienced public speaking, um, doing worships. T- tell us what like what were you sharing like during this Bro, time? Actually, like, what was your your message? Dude, I was actually sharing gospel, dude. You were? Like, I'm not this even time? kidding. I'm Do you not have even a kidding. little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see so, he's pulling up his phone right now. You guys can't see this, but he's going to yeah. bring out his notes here. So I have Bible notes, uh, finished worships. All right. So, okay. I had some, like, don't forget who you are. Come on, bro. Okay. So this who, one who, is... Who worry? Like, what were you... So this, bro, this is gospel, yeah, but I just it, didn't internalize it. Like, sure. I was preaching it. But um, it's Jesus getting this is jesus like in the desert right in the wilderness yeah and the devil's like if you're the son of god da, 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 da. Mm. so i was like what's the target every time if he's the son of god questioning yeah questioning yeah. his identity right yeah. so it's like you are a son okay oh you're preaching bro. gospel i was preaching then. gospel yeah and what was the ending it says we're children of god god gives us everything we need to stand up to satan don't forget who you are where you came from and what's given to you guys you remember that you're a child of god and god gives you everything you need bro Okay, yeah. I was preaching gospel. Another one, I preached about uh, righteousness, about the righteous man may fall seven times. Okay. And what it was wasn't... your interpretation back <clears throat> so, then? Bro, yeah. Um, very similar, like just straight up gospel. Like, look, it says... Um, anyway, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's saying that even when you fall, the gift isn't taken away. Ooh, right? okay. Like, because the Bible says it's a free gift. Yeah. And I was like, if you reject a gift... Like, do you, or if you, if you, what did I say? But it's like, God never pulls away his gift when we fall. Okay. Right. It says we fail by not getting back up. Right. Mm. Or not turning around when we're going the wrong way. We are, oh, by not turning. Okay. What am I saying? If Basically I said, sure. if we don't turn around and go back to God, then we're, then that's the rejection of the gift. Mm. But the gift is always there for you. Even like, if you, even if you, if fall. you fall. But right? if you, it's kind of like, if you stay down, you're yeah. kind of just rejecting the gift. Yeah, that's what, yeah. So, I mean, okay. I would probably say it a little bit different sure, now. Sure, But it wasn't bad. Like, I yeah, don't think yeah, that's, that's yeah. what you were, you were sharing. At. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about this in, in a minute here, but I'm sure that's completely just like you received it finally. But when you were, like, preaching this stuff, like, was it, was it impacting you, like, at all? Or t- tell me about that. Um, messages that you were like how did that i guess what i'm trying to ask is like don't forget who you are like were you was that for yourself at the time i think i think it was like like sinner saved by grace mentality Mm -hmm. right where it's like like don't forget you're a son but like you're always gonna be struggling with this you know sure so like i would be like yeah like sure i'm a son but i didn't know what that actually meant like what it meant to be a son of god sure like what does that entail right so like um i remember i had a friend and I still talk, we still talk about the Bible to the, today or to this day, but had a friend who he would like be in my room and I'd be like, dude, check out this thing I wrote. Like it's fire. Right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. And I'd be like, it's not good. And he's like, yeah. Um, but it wasn't like internalized with me. Right. Like I wasn't like, yeah, I'm his son. Right. Like it yeah. was just like, guys, remember you're his son. 
Like, mm. you know, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it, it, it does, dude. No, I, I get that in many levels. And we, we kind of have a similar story. I yeah. know on my podcast, I kind of mentioned that, you know, I, I had those similar roles and I found identity in those roles. And, mm. But I kind of knew like what was happening, you know, in the, in the background. But cool. So this is, you said senior year. This is kind of yeah, happening. You're giving those yeah. worships. Mm-hmm. High school's wrapping up for you. Are you thinking about like, college or just where's the mindset of jonathan right now so finishing up high school yeah before my senior year that summer right of youth rush like i said super good summer and that's why i wanted to be campus ministries and stuff after that i was like i'm going to souls west okay like i'm going sure like it's happening and i told like our lmd matt i was like dude i'm gonna go to souls west he's like oh awesome right and then during the school year i just kind of forgot about it right because um even though i'm making these worships and doing stuff like that I wasn't like, I would just kind of make it like the night before or like a few days before and just kind of look up stuff that I needed. It wasn't like it was from anything I was studying or from like, you know, any guidance from the Holy Spirit or anything. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't like naturally something I was like wanting to share. It was kind of like I had to like force it, right? So like spiritually, like just again, same thing, like growing and dying, growing and dying. And at this point I had read this book, Christ Object Lessons. And there's this quote in that book, and it says, the life of a Christian is like a plant, right? Um, this is like paraphrase, but it says, silent and imperceptible, yet continuous, is the development of a Christian life, right? And I don't know where, I don't know where I like inserted this into the quote, but for me, I was like, dude, that's me, because I'm a plant. Plants are always growing or dying. They're never <laughs> stagnant, right? Like, sure. you're never going to see a plant, like, just not growing or dying, right? Sure. It's always, like, growing or dying. So I was like, dude, that's a Christian life you're growing and dying right and if you're not if you're not in a place where you can grow you need to be there right Mm. and that's the christian life is like growing and dying right and i identified with that quote Mm. like i was like that's me right and even for like such a long time this is like senior year i read that quote and it just stuck i was like yeah that's me um but yeah that's that's i'm sure that's a really hard way to live like that that concept of like dying living living dying type mm-hmm. of concept so you read that quote you're you're getting ready to go to souls like did you sign up for souls at this point already i didn't no i signed up for university of hawaii i applied there okay and i got in and i was gonna go like I really was set. yeah what were you planning on doing there at first it was biology for pre-med but then i then in my senior year i had this project where we coded a website and i realized like oh i love coding and i did that in covid did that a little bit before in my life and yeah, I feel like maybe I was just doing biology because I feel like I had expectations maybe from my family. Right? Sure. Um, so I was like, like yeah, let me just do computer science, right? Yeah. So um, well, let me let me ask this before I forget. Was how how did your family receive like you wanting to go to to a Bible college? Like I know like I'm sure, I mean some some people have different experiences with this, but yeah, I'm curious just to know a little bit more of how your family or like you probably. Because I know just from knowing you that you guys went to Hawaii to visit the campus and yeah. it was just something that your family was like really excited, you know, for you to do, which they should, right? Yeah. Um, but then you kinda wanted to to go to Souls West. So tell me more about that, like with your family and how they received that. Yeah, wanting to go to Souls West was more in the summer after that. Yeah. Um, before that where I was like, Yeah, I'm going to Souls West from the summer before, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. They I just told them, I was like, yeah, I want to go to Bible college. They were like, okay, we'll see when it comes to apply to colleges. Like, we'll see. Sure. Um, so they didn't really, like, no comments, like, so far. Um, but I do want to say, like, 
at this point in high school, like I was fully in like in that, like I need to be appreciated, right? Like this yeah. is why I think the Holy Spirit has been revealing, like that's the lie I was believing because I was campus ministry student chaplain, vice president. I was like dorm pastor, right? I was class pastor, right? Like student, uh, I was um, student senate leader, right? Like, and all these things were cool and I love doing them. But I think the motive behind it was just wanting to want, wanting people to like look up to me or want me, you know? Yeah. And um, I remember like for dorm pastor, it's not a position you like run for, right? It's like people like volunteer you. And I like was like, oh no, I don't want to do it. But deep down I was like, dude, I want to do that, right? And then they, I don't even know why they voted for me. It was like so dumb. Cause I like, they knew I had like these other things. And they're like, let's just put like the students were like, let's put Jonathan as like a dorm pastor. And um, I was like, oh guys you guys are so dumb like why would you guys choose that because like <laughs> you i'm really already doing it. everything and then i wanted it right i yeah. was like this is cool because then i'm like so many things and my like pride was in the stuff i was doing sure you know um and then another thing that i think ties in with this you know it, this lie of needing to be loved is like i was kind of hyper fixated on needing to be in a relationship mm. but i would like not I, I would like tell my friends like oh no like I'm not focused on that. You know, I'm focusing on school, right? Right. But like, it's stuff I would hyper fixate on, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just something I was like, I want to be loved. Yeah. And then obviously like still a slave to lust. And so those three things I think were just like, you're going like, to building and building senior year of high school. And um, just like, yeah, you can see it like super evident there. Yeah. So right after high school, you, you do another summer. Yeah. Is that right? It was mm-hmm. this in Colorado still. Yeah, this is Colorado. And this is where I start leading. Oh, so you just get right into leading without going to Souls. Okay. How was that? It was cool, actually. Like, my first day there, I camped just for, like, a few hours, I think. Okay. And then the second day, I led. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Just, okay. And I had Manny as a shotgun, Manny Jimenez, and then no shotgun the next day. So just one day shotgun. (laughs) And he was like, like, dude, I'm going to give you, like, the bullet point, like, quick training because I'm only here for a day with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. And um, it was fun, honestly. I was less stressed this summer than the start of my second summer leading. Yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. Right. And yeah. you, you were there this last summer leading. Yeah, yeah. Um, the start of it, I was super stressed. Sure. Right? But, um, <clears throat> I was less stressed because I think I just didn't have expectations of what a leader should be. Yeah. I was kind of just chilling and it was really fun. I, I loved just it. Doing what yeah. you do. Yeah. Cool. Like leading was super cool. Um, but well, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Yeah. So when you were dealing with those three things of, you know, wanting to feel loved, yeah. wanting to feel appreciated and maybe like a relationship. Was, was that the third one or? Well, I think there, I think the three things were, the three things were all centered around wanting to be loved, appreciated, yeah. things like that. But it was like, um, pornography, yeah. wanting a relationship and then, um, like positions and stuff. Right? Sure. So I, I kind of want to get into like with you dealing with those things, how is that like affecting you? Like going into a summer, like, was it, did it just go away for the summer or like, how did you feel about maybe bringing those things in, but also like doing frontline ministry? Like, how was that? Yeah. How I mean, experience? position was like, like I'm a youth rush leader. Like sure. it wasn't like, I was like, oh, this is like such a cool position, but you know, I get to impact students and that was cool. Right. Yeah. I love, like love doing that. But I feel like I just kind of didn't really think about them too much. And then for the last, like maybe in the summer, it like helped a little bit, like just I would, you know, be like, oh, I'm close to 30, you know, <laughs> but it just sure. didn't really do anything. Cool. 
So you do a summer, and after that summer, this is when you actually go to Souls, right? Yeah, well, during that summer is when I'm, like, deciding to go to Souls. Right? Okay, you're thinking about going to Souls? Yeah, and I was, like, like telling my dad. And literally, like, week two, I was like, dude, I feel like Souls is still an option, yeah. and I want to do it. And so I tell my dad, and he's like, but we already, like, we sent in the first payment to mm. Hawaii. Like, are you sure? Like, like think about this, right? So I was like, dude, like, I think this is, like, genuinely a possibility for me, you know? And so he gave me, like, an ultimatum. It was, like, I don't know, July something or I don't know. He gave me, like, a date. He was like, this date, you need to make a decision, right? Because, like, at this point, like, we have the first payment sent in, right? Like, I don't even know when we can get it back, if we can get it back. So that date's coming and literally every night I would be on the phone, like calling somebody, like just crying and like, what do mm. I do? You know, I'd just be super stressed because I was like, like Souls West, that's a Bible college or Hawaii and continue my career, like continue a career. Like yeah. what does God want me to do? Right. Yeah. And I think like my heart was genuine. Like I genuinely wanted, I was like, God, what do you want me to yeah. do? Right. Of course. But um, I was just really stressed out about that. And I don't think God wanted that for sure. me. And you actually shared this with me and this helped me a lot myself like later, but yeah. Um, I think at that point in my life, and this is what you shared was like, God, it doesn't leave you if yeah. you choose like wh whatever you choose. Right. Cause yeah. I have two good options, right? Great, They're yeah, not great. Bad. Options. It's not like I'm choosing to go murder someone <laughs> or go to souls West. Yeah, right? I'm going to be a drug dealer or should I go to <laughs> souls West? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. they are two good options. And Absolutely. I was just like, man, like what does God want me to do? Yeah. And you shared that God just wanted me to make a choice. Yeah. Right? Like he just wanted me to choose and not be stressed. Right? Yeah. Like not stress out about what choice I'm going to make, but yes. just choose and trust that he's with me in that choice. Yes, exactly. And, um, yeah, I mean, now I know that, but at the time I didn't, right? So I was like stressed, calling people, calling like LMDs yeah. or well, just my one LMD whenever I could and like calling like Bill, right? Yeah. Calling my pastors and like some past some of my pastors were like trying to convince me not to go to Souls West. My parents were like, my dad was like, I think leaning towards me not going, but he was like, sure. whatever you do, like we'll support you, you know? Yeah. I was like looking through my contacts. I was calling leaders from like <laughs> past summers and they're yeah. like, dude, I haven't talked to you in like two years, yeah. but sure. Well, what, in, in that moment, like what were you looking for? Like just like going, like were you, were you just wanting someone to kind of just make that decision for you or was uh, yeah. that kind of like your mindset? I think so. Cause I think like through my life, there's, you know, I've just been really bad at making decisions, right? Um, or not really bad, but just like I come to the very end and I'm like stressing over the decision, right? Sure. Um, and so I think the same thing. I just wanted someone to be like, like you, sh you need to go to Souls West. Like you are going. Like I don't know. I don't know what I wanted, right? Because nothing yeah. would make sense in that scenario. But I just didn't want to make the decision. Yeah. Right? Like I didn't want to make it. I don't know who would make it, but I didn't want to. Yeah. And I, I think like I want to touch on this just for, you know, like something practical of what you were sharing is. Like when, when it comes to like a fork in the road, I mean, obviously if they're like two just good decisions, right? Mm. We're not talking about, you know, being a drug dealer or going to Souls West, but like something like school or Souls West, like whenever people ask me now about like, oh, well, like, should I go to Souls or should I go to school? I'm like, I honestly like, I don't care. <laughs> like I'm yeah. at that point where I'm like, like, I know God's going to bless you so much no matter where <clears throat> you go and like he's going to be there with you no matter what. And you're going to learn things yeah. anywhere you go. And I'm sure that's probably what you really wanted to hear, like, in, in that yeah, moment. probably, actually, yeah. Yeah, just, like, just choose. And I think we're going to get into this now, like, with the whole freedom thing, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that during your souls, and that's where you kind of came to this new understanding. But, yeah, like, God's a God of free choice. 
right? It's like we look at the the story of Adam and Eve. It's like freely eat. Just don't don't go to that. But just freely choose. Like you have an abundance, and like people need to know that that they can choose. And when they're living in spirit, like God's gonna God's gonna be there. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think you're right. Like that. Yeah. Like looking back now, if someone told me that, I would probably be like, dang, let me just choose. You yeah. Know? And you would have been good either way i 100 yeah. percent sure you would have been good yeah. if you would have went to hawaii or, or souls what did end up like making the choice or what, what did end up happening is um i don't know who told me but someone was just like dude make a bullet point list of pros and cons and so i did and the only con for souls was like two years right and i was like i'm young so i don't yeah. think that's a big deal so i was like yeah i'll just go to souls but it was hard. It wasn't just like a, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know why I said it like that, but it wasn't just like a, yeah, I'll go I mean, to Souls. sure it was hard, but yeah. I was like crying in the hallway of the house we were staying at. And I was just like, I called my dad. I was like, I'm going to go to Souls. And he's like, are you sure? I was <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I was like, yeah. And he's just like, all right, well. And then he was just like on top of it. He was like, all right, tomorrow call the school. Let them know you're not coming. I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> you know. W dad. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, it was really cool. But. Cool. So you're, you're signed up, right? Yeah. You're ready to go. Um, how was it, dude? How was your first year at Souls? Walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, so going into Souls, um, I got a girlfriend at this time, yeah. right? And so I'm like, I'm going to Souls, a Bible college, and I have a girlfriend. Less problem gone, <laughs> like erased, bro. Sure. Come on, like I'm free. Like, like this I is was it. Not, this is a perfect not. situation. Yeah, like literally, like I was like, I have a girlfriend, and I'm going to Souls West, a Bible college, like spiritual bubble. Like this is something I'm not gonna have to struggle with. And then <laughs> like in, I made it. Like right away, it was just like, not like that is not true. Right. Mm. Like, um, wherever you go, like whatever your circumstances, like the thing that needs to change is you, you Mm. know? So like that didn't help. Right. Um, so going to souls West, it's cool. Like learning a lot of stuff. And I think my motive for going to souls West at that time was, I just want to know more of what I believe. Right. Sure. Cause I knew like Daniel revelation, things like that. But you asked me to like the gospel. I could not explain that. You asked me like explain state of the dead. Like I have no clue, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let me just get more knowledge, right? And I think that was my reason for going to souls, like just more knowledge. Um, so I go there and it's cool. Like the classes are amazing. I love it. Like lot, like learn so much, right? Yeah. Leading experience, super cool. Um, but again, I think because I was at souls, and maybe because I was in a relationship, I just felt like way more guilty about the lust thing, sure. right? And at this point, it is something that I was like, like, it's not something I just didn't care about, but it is something that I was like, dude, I need to stop, you know, but I just couldn't. Yeah. And just keep like super guilty, feeling condemned, like, yeah, I need to stop this. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much going into souls. That's what your mindset was just like, yeah. it, it hits you harder because maybe you're you're in a Bible college and you're like, I'm still doing these things or I'm still... Yeah, I mean, I think at that point, it hit that like, I was like, dude, if this isn't working, <laughs> like what will? Bro, you know? Yeah, I, I, I get that, dude. And I think a lot of people can relate. It's like, if I haven't found victory now, yeah. like in whatever I'm doing, like like in ministry, then there's nothing else. Like yeah. if, if I leave this Bible college and nothing, you know what I mean? It's like kind of like that mindset. And I think it's like kind of like Paul when he's like, um, when he's talking about like his old life, he's like, keep the law. That was me, right? But yeah. kind of in a different sense because it's sure. like, like if anybody should have been free, it, it would have been me, bro. <laughs> like I'm in a Bible college spiritual bubble, right? Where literally we would talk about like lust sometimes in yeah. our like little men's groups. And I'd be like, hey, brother, that ain't me. 
yeah. right? Because I'm just too scared to like tell people about it, right? Sure. And then um, I'm in a relationship, so I'm like, yeah, I don't have to lust after stuff. But yeah. No, like that's still me, right? And yeah, like if anybody would have been free, it would have been me. But like it just, I didn't see it, so I was like, dang, I guess it's just not possible. Gotcha. I'm I'm kind of curious, like when when it came to those conversations, like what was like what was the solution like back then, like that you were hearing from people that might be like going through things like pornography or lust and, you know, dealing with those things, what was like their solution? Like what was their advice? Kind of curious. Um, a lot of stuff came to like accountability. I mm. like talked to someone. That's something I never did. Yeah. Like, I never talked to anybody. Maybe I should have, I don't know. But um, that's something I never did. Cause I just had that image that I didn't want to yeah. like people to know about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was like yeah. super scared of telling someone. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the the solution was always like, like just tell someone it's something we all struggle with. Sure. Right. Like tell someone and then have accountability and yeah. And then hopefully that will, you know, maybe help throughout the way. Yeah. Cool. So souls West, it's, it's going good. It's going bad at the same time. You're learning a lot. Um, what was, what was something that really stood out to you? Like during your first year of souls that you learned and what was like looking back, like, what was it? Well, freedom, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, was that your first year? So my, I think the, the progress, the progression of freedom started my first year for sure. Yeah. Um, you talk about that right now? Or? Yeah. Like okay. I, I kind of want to hear, like, you're getting to this point of like, like I'm just trying to put myself in, in your shoes where you're going through these things and you're like, if I'm not free now, I don't know if I'll ever be free, but something comes to your mind or someone comes and preaches, what's this message? Yeah, I mean, so, wait, before we do that, let me say this. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um, because you mentioned, like, how am I ever going to be free? And I think I think that idea, and I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, oh, this is a bad idea, right? Because we're told, like, you're always going to be a sinner, right? Mm. We're told, like, this is just the Christian life, right? We're told, like, you're always going to be struggling with something, but just ask for forgiveness, like, and it's okay. Like, hopefully one day that'll happen. Like, you'll be free. Hopefully one day you won't do this. So I was just like, I'm just going through it. Like, I'm just going yeah. through the life. I know it's something I shouldn't do, but this is just the life I have to go through. Like, there's no way that I can be free from this, uh, like, right now. But it's this is okay, because this is normal, sure. right? And was this something that you were like, oh, this is going to happen to the future, but just now I'm not even... I don't know. I was just like... Like, my mentality still sometimes would be like, if I hit 30 days, bro, like, <laughs> like, sure. like literally. It'll um, click. It'll click if I, if I do enough of those. Yeah. Sure. And then we hear the idea that like, you know, um, when Christ returns, right? Like yeah. those people will be clean. So I'm like, hopefully one day, yeah. like, I don't know. Like I, I was just like, I knew that I wasn't getting, I knew I wasn't getting changed. Yeah. Right. So I was just like, yeah, like maybe one day I will, who knows, but yeah. whatever is happening right now is like, the life it, of a Christian. It is. This so is, that's, this is, is what it is. And this is what happens. Yeah. It's, it's death, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, to say the least, like, that whole cycle of I'm, one, like, once a sinner, always a sinner. Yeah. Like, this is just how it is. And I'm going to accept it. And like you said, like, God, I think in my life, I always held on to that promise. Like, the thing that I clinged on was, like, like he's the author and finisher of my faith. Like he's going to like finish it. I'm not sure because like right now, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like he's doing anything. But like, you know, maybe in the future, like you said, like before Christ comes, like, like hopefully I I get there. 
right? Yeah. That was kind of like your mentality, which I think a lot of us relate to. And I think like when it comes to like assurance of salvation, um, I think at this point I wasn't sure, right? Like I'd be like, I don't know, dude. Like I, I know I'm not saved doing these things, right? Like that's what my mentality. And I, I don't know where I heard this, but I think at one point in my life I heard like, you shouldn't be assured of your salvation, right? Wow. Like, and because for some reason, I just have that memory of like hearing that. I don't know where, but um, it's at some point in my life, I f- remember hearing like, you shouldn't be assured. You shouldn't be like, yeah, I'm going to be saved because that's prideful, right? Mm. Like, because that's like just assuming that you're going to be saved. Like you should always be working towards it, right? Mm. Wow. And so I feel like maybe I carried some of that. Like, yeah, you know, you know, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be saved or not, but that's okay. Cause that's what it's like. This is what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like living in that and like, we're, we're going to get to that, that victory here in a little bit. But yeah, I feel like, you know, people who might be listening might be going through that same thing. Mm. Um, but there's, there's obviously a solution to this, right? Yeah. Like this whole thing. So track when you're going through this, I don't know if I'm ever going to have victory, but I'm just accepting my fate and it's just going and (laughs) it is what it is. That's kind of like your mentality. Um, But now this is where it's going to get really, really fun and interesting. Um, So tell us how you you came out of this, dude. Like that's really what we're here for. So this guy comes to souls for a weekend, um, this guy, Anthony Baca and his message at first, the first message is super good too. Right. But it's not like, that moment that clicked, right? But his first message was about like trust, right? So I was like, dang, this guy is like really good speaker, right? And I was like really engaged. He talks about trust, how, um, and it, it was still really good, right? But he was like, as Christians, we have expectations, right? Of where we should be. And when we don't hit those expectations, we um, are hard on ourselves, right? But the whole thing is God just wants us to trust in him and to trust that like we're good where we're at, right? Like God loves where you're at right now. God is rejoicing at where mm. you are in your walk as a Christian right now. Yeah. And I was like, dang, man, that's good, right? Yeah. So that, like, that's really good. And then um, second series was, a, second one was about faith. He was like, what God says happens, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's that's good. But then that builds into the last one, right? And so this last one, he starts it off, he's like, who here is a sinner, right? Mm. And obviously, right, like everybody raised their hand, right? Yeah. Like we're good soul students. We know the Bible, right? Of course. All have <laughs> we, sinned and fallen yeah, short. Exactly, we're right? a sinner. <laughs> like we know what it says. So I raise my hand, right? And then he does his whole thing, just like breaking down, like you are righteous, right? And he, he's like, yeah, the Bible says you're righteous. And then at the end, he's like, so again, who here is a sinner? And of course, like I'm a good soul student. So I was like, like, yeah, I'm righteous. But of course, so I raised my hand again and some people raised their hand. And what he says is like, what clicked he was like no you guys aren't getting it all right Mm. let's do this one more time and then he goes and he reads like in the epistles paul always says to the saints at ephesus right and when he said the like no y'all ain't y'all ain't getting it and then he said it's time to break mindsets we need to break mindsets people and he said like holy spirit please just break mindsets today you know when he said that i was like wait he wants me to redefine myself that i don't define as a sinner Mm. right and i was like what what like that was just have you seen the you know what a dolly zoom is kind of is it where like the background is like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know like what i'm talking this, about yeah it's like in movies when people realize stuff or yeah, like in spider-man in the in the new spider-man movie when like 
he has his spidey senses and he realizes <laughs> that like goblin is like evil or something yeah um he like zooms in right and he like has that like effect that dollism yeah. effect that's how i picture it because i was like wait wow. like he wants me to redefine myself right like and then he was like so what are you and then it was like who here is righteous and we raised our hand and then i was just like bro what yeah. like and so then that night you know we were in i think my room or someone someone else's room we were talking with other soul students and there were people like yeah man like one guy was like yeah i've been studying this like last summer and i was starting to realize this that like we can wake up and say like i'm his son mm. i'm righteous and I was like, what the heck? Like, this is good, right? Yeah. So from then on, my mentality was like, I am righteous, right? Um, but it didn't change what I was doing, right? Mm. Like, I am righteous, but I'm still like always going to be doing this stuff. But it's just how God sees me, mm -hmm. right? Which is like a step, right? Yeah, of course. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I'm righteous. And there's this book, Christ Our Righteousness by Bill Lehman or Lemon. Really, really good. And I like, ate it up like read it super quick i remember one guy was like damn bro that book is like changing your life and i was like dude it's good like yeah um super good book and it just talks more about like how christ is our righteousness right and um not just like an example for us to follow but he literally is our righteousness so um yeah i was like dang bro like that's so cool and then yeah i mean going into the summer i think that's where my mentality is like I recognize like I'm righteous um, and because that's how God views me, right? Like I'm righteous, but again, my actions are still doing this stuff. Right. But I was like, like, I guess I'm still righteous. Right. And it would kind of be like, like, I know I'm righteous, but I'm still doing this, but I guess I'm righteous. I don't know. You know? Sure. And then that's going into the summer. Going into the summer. Cool, dude. I mean, first of all, shout out to Anthony Baca. Yeah. Like that man has been a huge blessing to a lot of people and, I'm glad that he he did that, and I think mm. more people need to hear that whole shift of you you are righteous, yeah. right? You are righteous. You're not a sinner anymore. Like in Christ, you're you're righteous, and He is your righteousness. So, I dude, I totally like, I I can see myself in that story where you first kind of realize that, but it's like, okay, well, how do I live up to that righteousness? Yeah. Or like, how do I walk this thing out, and how do I start seeing transformation? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's it's so key to first start understanding that you're still righteous, mm. right? You're still righteous. Like in those, you know, falls that you were having, like God didn't look at you any different. Like you are righteous. You are son. Yeah. So you go into the summer and how's that for you? Like learning more about this whole identity. I'm righteous. Christ or righteousness. How is that affecting you coming into this summer? So the start of the summer, like leading wise, was really stressful, like super stressed. It just wasn't going well in the field that I thought, right? Mm, like yeah. it was going great, but yeah. I just was like not seeing results that I was expecting or wanting, right? And so I was just super stressed. And I mean, I don't think this is like a huge aspect, but, um, you know, just super stressed, yeah. right? And then um, you shared like, dude, just like, it's okay. Like trust in what God is doing. Like he has you out there for a reason. And then, so like halfway through the summer, I just shifted that. I was like, okay, God, like I'm, I give up, right? Like it's you. Yeah. And then like the stress is off of me. It's mm. on God, right? Or, you know, not the stress on God, but like the, sure. the weight, the, the burden, yeah. right? And he, it just came through. Like yeah. I wasn't stressed. So it was really good. But um, in terms of freedom, 
you're there, right? And yeah. I think this is around where you're starting to learn about this stuff too. Yeah. I think you've st- like been watching some like videos about freedom. Yeah. So can I share something really quick? Yeah, yeah. I just want to <laughs> share this. I think it's I think it's amazing. It's like you were so impacted by those worships that Jonathan was sharing those like during the summer. Oh yeah. And yeah. it was so cool to just see kids start to to realize that for themselves. Yeah. And tell us a little bit like about that story of that student that was like, I can like listen to this all day. I kind of want to hear that story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I have two, actually there's two. So one kid, he comes like halfway through our program and that's when I start sharing this. And these sermons are like 45 minutes long. Right. And Nick was, (laughs) he was going in. Nick was like, dude, keep your, keep your, um, worships to like 20 minutes. Right. I was like, dude, I need like 45, dude, please. And he was like, bro, I don't know. But like, I don't know. Somehow we squeezed it in. So, uh, so this student, I think he missed the first one, right? Which is like yeah. the trust one. And then, so I was just asking him, I was like, as a joke, I was like, hey, bro, if I preach like a two hour sermon, would you listen to the whole thing? He was like, heck no. Right. <laughs> I was like, ah, uh-huh, right. And um, so then I go and do the one about faith. And then he like, you know, I, I guess he liked it. And then do the next one, like a few days later about righteousness right like you are righteous and then at the end of the summer he comes up to me and he's like actually was this the end no it was the end yeah at the end of the summer he comes up to me and he's like he's like bro those sermons um actually no i don't think this was the end i think this was like after but he was like bro those sermons like i could listen to those for hours bro Mm. that was good like thank you yeah like dang dude like yeah and then so this other kid this is when i was like making them right so Mm -hmm. I had like made most of them. Um, it's just like three. So I was like wrapping them up, like kind of tying loose ends on the sermons or worships. And he was like in my car sick for some reason, I think, or he wasn't canvassing that day. And I was just like, dude, let me just share this with you. <laughs> so I just, the whole day when I'm in the van, I'm just like talking to him about yeah. this. And I just have my phone in my hand and I'm driving and I'm like reading my sermon notes <laughs> as I'm driving. And um, I was like, bro, you are righteous. And he was like, dang, like, I am righteous. I was like, yeah. And it's not because of your, what you do or anything. It's just because you are. Mm. And he was like, dang, like what? <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, yeah, that was just super cool. Yeah, dude. So we're getting into the summer and I know we, we started to talk more about this and mm. I remember, uh, I think this is important in the story of like when you first start to learn freedom and, like, I think sometimes, and I, I, I went through the same situation where, like, we don't, like, we'll think other people deserve it or other people are like this, but, like, not me for some reason. And I think there's a moment where, like, I could clearly see that you were, like, stressing, like, about, yeah, yeah. you know, the summer. And I was like, like, I've been there, bro. And I remember just, like, telling you, like, what you've been sharing to these kids are, like, literally, like, transforming people but you need to like listen to that for yourself. Like you're, you need mm. to speak yourself the truth of yeah. like this work isn't about you. This isn't about like the amount of books or how good I am at leading. It's like, it's a faith work. You just trust and you believe and you know that God will come through and you leave the results up to God. But I think that's just really important when it comes to this understanding of freedom is sometimes we, we can think, no, that's for other people and yeah. not me and i think we need to really like shift that mindset of no like this applies to me i can receive this so i can freely give mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah um and i think you were learning that during that yeah, summer yeah. like really understanding like this is me in all aspects yeah, not yeah. just 
you know, in this area, but in leading, like I'm still son, I'm still righteous and whatever happens, like me and God are good. Yeah. yeah. So you get to the summer and is this still your mentality throughout the whole summer of like, you know, stressing and all this stuff. So tell, tell us more about that. Well, no, I mean, at the end of the summer, like I said, I just, I just kind of put the leading into God's yeah. hands, like the, the actual like canvassing leading. Yeah. Um, and it just went out really well, like yeah. super cool. Just sharing with students. Right. Yeah. Um, and then at this time, this is where you told me about love reality. I think, yeah, I, I forgot when, but maybe it was during the blitz, the Midland blitz. Was it maybe, but like, I know actually it was before. Yeah. So you, was it right after the summer, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So you told me about this ministry called love reality where they talk about freedom from sin. Yeah. And at this point, I didn't understand freedom from sin. I understood righteousness, yeah. right? And I didn't understand, like, those type of concepts of, like, what freedom means, things like that. And so I was like, like, I'm watching this, and, you know, for the first time. So um, after the summer, I start watching these videos, and they're really good, right? And I'm like, dang, like, this stuff is real. And I think it's just, again, like, no, like, switch moment, right? Like, if you had to make me pick like a moment where I switch, I would say it's like with Anthony Baca with that yeah. like dolly zoom moment. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, watching these videos is just like slowly building up like this gospel understanding. Yeah. Right. And actually Anthony Baca in his sermons, he, he ended with like, like the Christian life is like, you're some dude from like the 1500s who's given an iPhone. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you have no idea how to use it, but all the features are already there. Right. Mm. So in your life, you're just learning how to use these new features. You're it's not about downloading new features because you did something. Wow. It's about like you have these features and you're just learning about them. Yeah. Right? Dude, I want to talk if, if that's cool, if we can talk a little bit more about that, you know, comparing that analogy to like Ephesians one four. Right. Oh, yeah. Like I've received every spiritual blessing yeah. in like heavenly places. And I think that's so important where we need to start understanding that we're not, we don't start as a lack of, mm-hmm. but we start with everything that we need in Christ, every spiritual blessing. But we're like learning like these new apps, right? Yeah, yeah. To that, you know, illustration. And dude, that's so important, like to understand yeah. that, like don't position yourself anything less yeah. than like what the Father says you are, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, so you're hearing this gospel, it's you're it's starting to like connect a lot of these things like this foundation of I'm righteous, but this whole freedom from sin thing, like how, how are you receiving this? Like from yeah. watching these like videos or just reading. Yeah. I, I think because like right because I knew I was righteous, right? It made sense that it's like, yeah, like this is the next step. Like this is mm. what like it doesn't make sense for me to be righteous and still be doing stuff, right? Like that yeah. doesn't like it, like it just like it's like a double-minded, right? Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. just doesn't it just doesn't make sense for me to be like righteous but still like identifying as a sinner, right? So this freedom from sin was just like, yeah, man, like that may and it biblically makes sense, right? Because it's yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. And I'm very like logically minded. So when I saw that, it just makes sense like what it's saying. And I've never read Romans 6, right? Sure. Um maybe I did before, but it like never like like Bro, meaning. yeah, like what? Like it's so clear, it's there, right? Romans six, Romans seven, Romans eight, 
um, Romans 5 and 7, right? Talking about like Adam, Adam 1, Adam 2, and then the like marriage and the husband, you know, yeah. it's like, it makes sense, yeah. right? Um, so I was like, dude, like that stuff is not me. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff that that old self is dead. Mm. That's not me. Amen. And yeah. then not choosing to or choosing to not identify with that because it's not me, yeah. right? Like it's not like I'm just like I'll fake it till I make it. No, I've made mm. it. So I'm Amen. believing yeah. that I've made it. You know? Absolutely. Well, let me let me ask you this, man. Um, like, why do you think it's so hard to like believe that that truth about? Like me or, you know, I'm sure at times like people think like this can't be real. Like I'm, I look at my life and I see the things that I'm doing. Like, tell me a little bit more. Like, why do you think that's so hard to believe? Cause I know for you, like you, you kind of accept it fairly quickly, mm-hmm. but why do you think like some people have a hard time receiving that? I think there's a, I don't know. I think because as Christians, we know that like this thing works, right? We know that like Christianity is right. Like it's correct, but like we don't see it working in our life, but we don't want to admit that, right? Mm. So I think that was me for a long time where like, again, like I, I would share my testimony right yeah. before freedom. Cause like, obviously like I'm a class pastor, yeah, I'm yeah. like youth rush leader. So I'd share my testimony. I'd be like, yeah, like I didn't really know who God was, but now I know who he is. I know that he um, is real and I want to get to know him. And mm. I'm trying every day, you know, <laughs> and it's like yeah. that, like my life wasn't changed, you know? Mm, yeah. And so I think for me, why it was easy to like accept was because I recognized I needed to change, right? That it wasn't working. And then it was like kind of like a slow progression. It wasn't just like a, like boom, right? If that makes sense. It was kind of yeah. like, like I slowly accepted it. Yeah. Like, and then, so I think a big thing is like, we, we just know that Christianity should be impacting us. It's not right. But we're too prideful to recognize that. Like in my testimony before I would not admit that I was stuck in pornography. Right. Because why would I do that? Because I'm a Christian and I'm, I should be changed. And like, that's not what I should be doing. But, um, we don't want to admit that we're not changed because Mm. we are like, but that doesn't make me a Christian. Right. You know, does that make sense? So I think that a lot of things is just like, bro, like admit that you need to be changed. Like, just look at your life. Have you had transformation? No. Well, what are you missing? Because this mm. works. Like, this thing works. Yeah. And you know it works. Like, people know that Christianity yeah. works. Like, you hear testimonies, but it's like, why isn't it working for me? Because you're missing something. There's something you're missing. What are you missing? Like, look at your life. What are you it's missing? The gospel, it's man. the gospel. Yeah. yeah. Wow, dude. So you've been living. You've been living in freedom, right? You've been watching a lot of. Um, like love reality and mm-hmm. you know we we've been talking about it a lot and so where are you at like right now with this whole understanding like where are you at in this journey like you can kind of summarize it dude like i feel like just this practicum right just these last three months or two months where are you at dude tell us like where you're at in your practicum and what you're what you're doing so i'm okay. in colorado and i'm like going door to door basically and i'm getting bible study interests in the community so like if people are interested in studying the bible i study the bible with them and yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Just sharing the gospel with people. Yeah. And yeah, it's been really cool. I've been able to share like freedom with people. Um, but just this time here in Colorado, I feel like it's just like freedom has grown. Like my freedom has grown so much, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know, dude. It's just like crazy. Like I've been able, like before I was like, yeah, like I can accept that I'm loved. 
but like it wasn't like hitting but i was like no i know this is true like now like it's hitting dude like i know i'm <laughs> fully loved like yeah. i'm f- made whole i'm his Amen. son like i'm perfected like man it's just beautiful like it's genuinely beautiful like i'll be driving or i'll be like snowboarding right <laughs> and as i'm going down the lift i'm just like dude thank you god for loving me yeah like i am loved like yeah. it's just so powerful and like i'll be driving and i'll be like the holy spirit will just remind me of something of like you know in my past and he'll be like hey like look this is the lie you're believing i was like oh my gosh dude thank mm. you for delivering me and like going up the lift i remember this one time i was um like just like thinking right and i was just like all right god like what what should i be thinking about right now like what like you know like do you want do you have something to tell me and the holy spirit was just like dude like look where i've delivered you from mm. and just reflecting on my life and um you know for a time at the start of practicum, I was learning a lot about this concept of secret place, right? Of spending time with God, being open to hearing his voice. And um, I was I was just like, why aren't I hearing that, you know? Mm. Like, I want to hear that. And I remember I went walking and I was like, God, like, I need to hear your voice, right? Like, I want to hear your voice. Like, how do I know this thing is real? And then he was just like, like, just the thought popped into my head, right? So I was like, is this God or is it not? But mm. it was just like, why do you need to hear my voice to believe me, mm. right? And I was like, now I know that that was him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, dang, that's true. Like, yeah. why do I need to hear his voice to believe him? Um, so I don't, right? Yeah. Like, I don't need yeah. to hear his voice. and um, But I do, right? Like, yeah, I yeah. do. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it's, the it's so cool. like the opposite. It's like, no, he, he, he wants to, and he yeah. has, and he's been doing that in your life. Yeah, like, I don't need to hear his voice, but he does, because out of love, he just has so much love towards me. He wants to speak to me, yeah. you know, and like, there's just times where he'll just be like, dude, like I got your life. Like yeah. I got you. Like just, I'll be thinking yeah. about something and you know, I'll just be reminded like, mm. no, God's got me like that. You know, it's just so powerful. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've been just like living it out. If that makes sense. Just yeah, like, dude. and I can, I can truly say dude, that like you're like, you're free, man. Like yeah. just seeing, you know, you and us, being friends and growing in our friendship it's like it's like a, a testimony right in front of me like people don't think that this can happen but like i've seen it like yeah. i i don't i mean obviously i didn't know a lot of that stuff like when you're you're growing up and through high school but like just seeing like you from this summer and us working together to like now dude like yeah. completely different like this is yours and like you're just sharing it and I, it's coming from this abundance of just love, peace. Mm. And just like, I've, again, like I've been delivered and I freely received this. I just accepted it yeah. and I'm just giving it to everyone that I meet. Yeah. You know? But yeah, share more about that. Just you sharing this. Yeah. Well, I, I want to share that that freedom, yeah. right. Is, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say that freedom is like, like that, like that desire, right? Like I don't mm. desire those things anymore, right? Wow, yeah. Like, you know, before it would be like, oh man, I really want to like watch this thing that I shouldn't watch, but it's like, I'm gonna fight it mm. because I know that I can fight it, right? And because Jesus has let me fight it. Like if I fight it, I know that through Christ I can overcome, right? Yeah. But like now I know that it's just not my desire. Like yeah. it's not what I want to do. And then for that needing to be loved, needing to be affirmed, like I am loved, I am affirmed in Christ, like, and it's more than what I need so I can share it, you know? Like <laughs> there is abundance. there is no, like nothing I'm lacking, you wow. know? So there's nothing that needs to be filled with something from the outside. Yeah, bro. And you know, after coming to this freedom, after realizing who I am, like 
I genuinely cannot picture or cannot imagine myself going back to that old lifestyle. Mm. Like it, like, dude, I cannot like fathom it, you know, because like, not because I physically can't, but in me not being (laughs) able to imagine, I physically can't, if that makes sense. Right. Because like, like I know God's love for me now. Like I know how much he loves me. I know what he thinks about me. So I will never go to a state of me not thinking I'm loved by God, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I know that he does. And me going to those state, me going to a state of me, like thinking that I need to be loved is what causes me to like end in these things. Right. And like live in the flesh and that physically, like I cannot imagine my brain going (laughs) like going to a state where I do not know God's love because I do know God's love. Yeah. Like God does love me. And like, I can't, like, again, I, I can't think, yeah. I, I can't imagine a scenario in the future where I'm like, yeah, God doesn't love me or like, yeah, I need to do this to earn God's love because no, like, mm. I just know that isn't true. Yeah. It's, and I think some people might have a hard time like hearing that. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's so powerful that you've just been given a new heart. Yeah. That that's it. Like that old heart doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, and why would I go back to something that God paid such a high price yeah. to redeem me, to set me free, to heal and to just like put me in this new place? Like why, why go back? So I, I totally see what you're saying. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, the old mentality is like, Oh, but if I stumble, I could end up back there. Right. But the question isn't about whether you're stumbling to end back there. The question is like, no, you know that in your stumbling, like you're still loved, right? Yeah. And that isn't a that isn't condoning stumbling, yeah, right? It's not because in the love, you like the fruit, like the fruit is there, right? Like you have the fruit, um, and that's like evident in my life. Like you know, um, yeah. there's just the desire is gone, right? Like I talked about, um, the desire is gone, and like I like I said, I physically like emotionally i um logically cannot like picture or imagine a scenario in which i do not know god's love Mm. and that i'm back to that old lifestyle right like it does not make sense and that has happened um more recently right and i think that's something that i talked about like the holy spirit has been like revealing things in my life that's something that like i was just driving and i was just like Holy Spirit was just like, hey, bro, you want to go back? And I was like, no, what the heck? Like, I genuinely now I can say, like, that isn't me. Like, there is no point in my life where I would ever want to go back to that lifestyle. Right. Yeah. And when those if if like temptation does come I, or when. Right. Because it yeah. does come. Right. When temptation does come, I'm just like, <laughs> OK, <laughs> like, that's not me. Like, Amen. it has no power. You know, yeah. literally, I can just like laugh at it and be like, bro, L. Like, you took a fattest L <laughs> at the cross. Like, literally, that's yeah. it. Like, there's no, like, man, I need to fight it. Like, it's done. It's overcome. Yeah, dude, that's, I think that's that's a hard pill for people to swallow. Yeah. Sometimes of, like, really believing that, like, my old life is, like, dead and gone. Yeah. So, I'm, and, you know, yeah. like, I feel like in these past three months of practicum and a little bit before that, was when I re- really like realized my old life is dead, you know? Yeah. Cause there's a long time where I was 
you know, still kind of like living in that old life, but I never really surrendered and was like, okay, God, like it's dead. Like I didn't, I didn't die. Right. Yeah. I didn't let myself die. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, dude, he's dead. Like yeah. he's gone. You know, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. It's like Jesus didn't raise so you can be raised. He died so you can die. Yeah. It, it's you like, know what I mean? He didn't die so that we could live yeah. in this life. Yeah. Like, cause people think, oh, the wages of sin is death. So he died so that you don't have to die, right? Mm. So you could just keep living. No, brother, he died so I could die. Yes. Because this life is not it, right? Like, or the old life was not it, right? Yeah. And God knew that. He's like, this old life of slavery that you're living is not it. So he died so we could die. And then he raised so we could be raised in the newness of life. It's not me saying this. Read Romans 6. It's right there, right? Like, literally right there. And um, yeah, I mean that's it. Like I'm living in that newness of life with the Holy spirit. I have the fruits of the spirit and yeah. it's not something I struggle to attain because I know that in Christ I have it. Sure. You know, it's just like, it's the gospel and that's what it is. Yeah, dude. And it's, it's transforming. Yeah. It's transformed my life. So many people's life. We've been seeing that with the people like around us, like mm. are sharing this. Like I heard stories with your dad and, you know, my family and, you know, my friends have, finally been receiving and and accepting and it's been changing their lives like they know their identity but before we move on to like the scripture you know part of this episode um do you want to share anything else about just freedom or dude um dude i mean i feel like this i feel like we could just keep sharing into the scripture part i don't know there's just so much like (laughs) maybe the scripture will kind of like guide us in that so yeah yeah let's let's start with that that part where we kind of get into the word for a little bit and then i'll we'll wrap this thing up yeah so where are you taking us today what do you what do you want to share dude i don't know i mean i just want to share like what's been on your heart let's spare lead dude okay you know what i i want to share it it, not really like going to a bible verse but i think that a lot of people are hesitant or like you know are like not understanding freedom because of a um because of like a like i said an unrecognition of their need to be changed right Mm. um and if you like you know if you look at someone's story and you're like oh i'm not as bad as them like my life wasn't as bad like for example for me i never did drugs or alcohol right um and praise god right yeah but there were times in high school where my friends were doing that and I would kind of look down on them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I don't think I was outward, outwardly like that. I hope not. Right. Like if, if I was, and they could tell that from me that I was like kind of judging them, I, like, bro, I feel so bad. Right. And I don't, I don't think I was like outwardly like that, but in my mind I was just like, I'm never going to do that. Like True. that is too far. That was where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah. Like that's where that's too far. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, a lot of times we're like, like, Oh my, you know, like I'm a good Christian person. I'm not that bad. But, bro, if you're struggling to attain, like, God's love, if you're groveling at his feet to attain his love, like, you don't got it. Like, the gospel offers so much, something so much better. And it's not like, you don't got it, so you got to try something different. No, brother, you don't got it, so receive what (laughs) is there. Like, it's free, you know? And so I think a big reason is, like, a a big reason people don't receive it is, like, dude, like, recognize that you don't got it. You know, I didn't have it, right? Yeah. And it took, I had to receive that, like, man, this isn't working. Yeah. And then, man, there maybe is something that's better. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like that you have to, you know, have some sort of level of humility to finally just be like, 
and yeah, dude, I, I feel like that's so relatable. And even in my story of just, I tried everything. And I, I told Jonathan um, the other day, like I was to the point where I was so caught up in like my sin and, you know, things like pornography, lust, like masturbation, those type of things. And like, I was like, there has to be someone who has victory yeah. and I just need to go looking for it. Like I was to that point where like nothing was working and I was willing to just like do anything. Mm. And God was just like, dude, it's been there the entire time. Yeah. And you just got to receive it and you just got to trust me. Like that level of trust, like whatever you're looking for has already been accomplished and has already been like given to you as a free gift. Accept it, receive it and just let it change you. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I get that. Hey, it's like, um, it's like you're playing a basketball game, right? And um, you have Michael Jordan on your team, right? And you're telling Michael Jordan to pass you the ball. You're like, dude, pass me the ball. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Dude, you just need to get out of his way, mm. right? So when temptation comes, like literally just get out of his way and let Michael Jordan slam dunk on them. Like that's literally it. <laughs> I like, like that. Bro, like that's that. it. And then like, first of all, the game is already won, right? Yeah. So actually scratch that new scenario <laughs> game is already won. Game's already won you're literally just shooting hoops after the game the losing team the devil's team is in the locker room in their locker room and then they see you guys still shooting <laughs> they come out and they try to 1v1 you you just need to let michael jordan 1v1 them right like that's it bro <laughs> the game's already won you just like bro like bro what are you trying right now yeah like, what are you doing like get out and just be like hey michael jordan come here and then just like <laughs> like that's it dude that's so funny that's a that's a good way to put it off the dome right bro, <laughs> that, just, the that, dome. Just, that just came to you i've never <laughs> like, heard that illustration <laughs> bro you just gotta that's it like you just gotta let get out of his way you know yeah. um let like him do his thing yeah like don't be like i got it pass me the ball i got it like let me overcome it no bro get out of his way let him do it yeah and the thing is like he he's inviting you to just like like pass him the ball you know like yeah. it's like I want to do this for you. And yeah. like, I see that you're trying so hard and I'm a good father. And like, you don't have to do that anymore. Like, that's yeah. not what we were created for. Like we were not created for, to just try harder the next day. Yeah. Like, that's not mm -hmm. what we were created for. Like we were created yeah, yeah. to just be loved and receive the blessings from our father. And what's even crazier, dude, is like he, he does the living for us. Like that's a wild concept in and, in and of itself. Like he just wants to do that through you. Like you don't even have to worry about it. Just receive it. Receive yeah. it. Yeah. You know, like there's this quote, I'm sure you've heard it. Like your life is a victory lap, mm. you know, like the race is already won. You're just taking a victory lap. Yeah. You know, like the race is done. The game is over. You're just shooting hoops afterward. And you know, when they're trying to 1v1 you just because they want to like, get some type of victory mm. you just call michael jordan over because he already won for <laughs> you so you just let him take care of it because your life is a victory lap you and if you stumble like like literally picture picture a race right no. you already won and mm. you're just doing a victory lap if you stumble does that change whether you won wow no, no bro no. you just get back up and keep doing your victory lap just because you want to because you're joyous joyfully taking a victory lap yeah like you're just proclaiming that you won and you're just like Hey, you can win too. Yeah. You know, like that's it. Like that's yeah, it. That's true, dude. Yeah, that's a powerful way to put it. I see that your your Bible's open, man. What are, what are you trying to share with us right now in the word? <laughs> dude, I don't know, bro. Like you know, you mentioned um 
What did you mention? You mentioned like he's given us every spiritual blessing, I think, yeah, recently. Yeah, right? You just mentioned Ephesians that right now? One, yeah. Did you mention that right now? Or? I mentioned that a little bit before, about 20 okay. minutes. Well, I mean, yeah, let's bro, this go is, there this real quick. Yeah, this is one of my favorite things. This is one of my favorite parts in the Bible. And like, this is what I was reading a lot when I was first learning about freedom. But um, Ephesians 1, 3 through 5, just so good, dude. Like, blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So pause, like, what has he blessed you with? Every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing, right? So... It, that's in the Bible. <laughs> I, I love how you just like, it's in there. It, it's, it's truth. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like don't overcomplicate it. It's like, it's there. It's just, there. It's right? there. <laughs> and oh, oh, this, this is what reminded me of. Cause you said we were created, right? To be loved, yeah. to be perfect, right? Right here, verse four, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Wow. So I was reading this verse today with a Bible study with someone I was studying the Bible with and their version says, I forgot what version they had, but they said, just as his intentions were always that we should be holy and wow. without blame, or it was just as his intentions were always, even before the creation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Like, mm. that was what he created us for, man. Yeah. Like, oh, this is good, bro. So this idea that sin is inherently inside of us, right? Because mm. that's that thing of like, you're always a sinner. You're always going to be struggling. Like, you're living the human experience, right? Like, humanity sure. is us like the human experience is a life that's of struggle what we've been been taught or yeah, that's yeah. just kind of like our default setting of this is yeah. how we think that that's how we think and that's what we're taught right like yeah. you know always taught like you know we're always sinners right because uh, sin is something inherently inside of us that's no like first four right we were created to be holy without yeah. blame right when god created us he created us as, uh, created us in his image do you think he created us with a default setting to sin no, what the like? No, he's a right. he's God. He's a perfect, loving creator. Yeah, like you know, there's the illustration of like if Tim Cook, right, the Apple CEO, came out and he was like, "Guys, new iPhone 16 <laughs> just dropped." 16. And um, by the way, guys, it's trash, right? <laughs> or like, by the way, guys, I installed a default setting, so once you turn it on, it actually glitches and gets buggy. Like, what does that say more of the iPhone or about Tim Cook? Yeah, it's definitely the more about Tim, Tim Cook, Cook yeah. bro. I'm like, why would you make this, right? Yeah. So why do we do that to God? We well, we go like, like, oh, my default setting is to sin, right? Mm. It's not. Your default setting is not that. It's kind of like it. It makes the creator look bad. Yeah. Right when we when we say that mm. we were created mm. to mm. like sin or have this like, you know, evil right heart. It's yeah. Like, when we say that, it's like we're saying, like, God wasn't good at his job. Yeah. And that something's faulty with the creator. But that's that's not true. Where are you flipping to right now? What's the verse where it says, we're his masterpiece? I don't know, to be honest. It's not um, top of my, my head. But, yeah, I mean, let me just look it up. But, yeah, bro, like, exactly what you're saying. You know, when we call ourselves sinners less than what we're doing is we're saying like like god you created me like this you know and if you're like oh no but that's because it happened because of the fall right yeah you're right like because of the fall humanity was enslaved under something that it was not like it, it was not right like it was not this thing and that's why it's like sin is not 
like it's not like sin got downloaded into us mm. but sin enslaved us at that point right? right it's something outside outside of who you are that like took to control over you yeah. right so what jesus did is he broke that control literally put sin in the grave it died mm. right and then you are not under that control and you've been restored to what you were created to be come on yeah, dude. The, I think the verse, I I looked it up here. It's Ephesians 2.10. Is that the verse you were looking I thought for? it was Ephesians, but I looked for it. And I couldn't find it. Yeah, so Ephesians 2. Yep, yeah, uh-huh. Um, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before him that we should walk in them. Like, we're his workmanship. We're his masterpiece, yes. right? Like, uh, like, no painter is covering his masterpiece, right? Well, yeah. Like, no. We are his masterpiece, um and he's proud of us wow man that's yeah. that's a good one yeah people he's need to be proud of us dude yeah like he's proud of where you're at right now yeah like he loves where you're at in your walk with him mm. like he's not he's not like like man like like jesus isn't sneaking you in to heaven <laughs> no wow. he's announcing you in there wow. he's like you know like they like it says all heaven rejoices when a sinner repents yeah and it's like, bro, when you change, when you're changed, when you realize this, like, he's proud of you, bro. Wow. Like, he is so proud. It kind of reminds me of, like, you know, as we wrap up this this episode, like, with the prodigal son story. Mm, like, yeah. share, I, I want to hear your perspective on how, like, that imagery of just, like, the father, like, the ring, the robe, like, it's not like this, yeah, like, good, good. It's like, no, he threw a party. Right? Yeah, like he's so excited that one of his sons is like home now, yeah. right? Um, but share with us a little. I know you 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 love that story, and I want to hear, you know, your thoughts on that whole idea of where his masterpiece and like he he's so excited for his children to like yeah. be back. So I did this. I did the prodigal son today for Bible study, but um, yeah, I think we identify with the prodigal son, and that's fine right because we can look at that and be like that's what i've been doing right but i don't but we we look at him and we go like oh this is what we should be doing right the prodigal son is not an example of what we should be doing right um and that's the same thing like when we go like the devil works the the devil the devil never skips um a day so neither should we right like Mm. in ministry we say that a lot right he's the bad guy and he loses right like let's not say that right rest like you need your rest in ministry so it's the same concept here like we go like this prodigal son, he came groveling at God's feet. Bro, this was the kid that stole his dad's money and went living sinful in the world. Like, why are you wanting to be like him, yeah. right? Like, that's an example of what you shouldn't do because yeah. the father never identified him as those things. And yeah. that's what you can look at. The story is telling you to not identify as that. Wow. So we, identi- we, we aim to be like the prodigal son, right? Which we shouldn't. Like, that's the, that's the way I've seen it told where it's like, when you're in sin, repent. And then like this man, he came back to his father and he growled. But then look, the father took him back. Yeah, bro, the, he'll take you back. Yeah. But that like this kid is not the example. Yeah. He's not the example. Like this kid is not what we should be. The father is what the like the father is God towards us. Mm. But the kid is not what we should be towards God. We're not going to come mm. groveling at his feet. Right. Yeah. But yeah, we're not going to come groveling at his feet. We're going to come like, dude, like God, like I messed up. But thank you for never identifying me with that. We can come boldly to the throne. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like a, like, take me as a servant. I'm trash. I'm a sinner. It's like, dude, you are loved. 
you are made whole, you are righteous. And um yeah, I mean, do you want me to break down the prodigal son? Or? I mean you don't you don't have to. I think we're gonna, you know, start wrapping this up. But I, I wanna share and you know, maybe we could talk about this a little bit more is like in that story too, like we we tend to put ourselves in that story like to the extent of like we we it's some some part that we need to do, mm-hmm. right? Of like we need to go back and we need, it's like if you read it, it's the goodness of the father yeah. that repent, you know, that whole idea of repent. It was the goodness of the father. And yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in that moment, it's like the father was not letting, like, don't talk about this. Like this is <laughs> yeah. like, I the think the father like cut him off. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. Like in a practical sense of like, we might be feeling right now, like a condemned sinner. Or like we might like look at our life and be like, you don't know what I just done. And the father simply just says like, like, I don't even remember. I've never remembered those things. Like Mm. that's Mm. such a powerful thought, like how he separates from our sin and he forgets them. And they're as far as the East is from the West. And yeah, like he can't even think of you that way. Mm. That's not in his mind Mm. to like. And I think that's what that story is trying to illustrate. It's like, ring on the finger, robe, party. Yeah. Because that was the only way he was going to handle that situation. Yeah. I like you yeah. said, like, um, like you talked about repentance for a little bit, right? So we, you know, in the weird way to interpret this <laughs> is... Well, we, a better way. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we look at this and we're like, verse 17, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger, right? It's like, oh, look, he repented, right? Well, his motive is hunger, right? He's hungry. Right? Yeah, a lot of us miss and, that. And like the words, the words he came to himself is um, just he like he realized where he's at, right? Like he realized his situation. He came to himself. I will arise, go to my father. I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And now you're like, oh man, look at him. He's like humble, right? And he realizes what he did wrong. No, he's hungry, right? And he wants food. So he's going to go back home. And why does he not go back home as a son? Well, Deuteronomy 21.8 says that like rebellious sons, and I, if it's tw- if it's not 21.8, like don't fact check me, <laughs> sure, right? Sure. Like I'm pretty sure it is because I did this study today, but Deuteronomy 21.8, um, 8 through 11, like rebellious sons deserve to be stoned, right? Mm. So he is like, if I position myself as a son, I'm going to be stoned and I won't get my food because I'm hungry, right? Wow. So he's like, let me be less than a son. Let me come as a servant. Then at least I can still get food, right? Yeah. So he's, again, positioning himself to circumnavigate the law to get food. Like he's still mm. trying to take advantage of the father, yeah. right? And um, so this son is not like our example, our role model. Sure. Like this son is like who we should not be, right? Mm. We should not go to God being like, I'm trash, I'm trash, just to get forgiveness, yeah. right? Because that's the reason why we come saying we're trash is because we don't believe that we could receive forgiveness if we come like saying like God like like boldly, right? Yeah. But we can because he has given it to us, right? right. Um, so we come like, oh, I'm trash, I'm trash. And then he's like, like, dude, stop, like stop that, right? And yeah. he's like, yeah, you're forgiven. And we're like, oh, thank you for you. <laughs> and then we go mess up like two days later and we come back again like, I'm trash, I'm trash. And it just distances us from God, creates this separation, right? And um, like, dude, the father, when the son comes up to him and he's like, 
father, I've sinned against you. Like, I just imagine the father, like, cringing, right? He's like, oh, <laughs> dude, please do not say that. Yeah. Like, please don't call yourself, like, a slave to me. Like, mm. you are my son, yeah. right? Like, I'm not a father. You're not a father. But I can just imagine, like, any father listening, like, imagine your sons or your daughters coming groveling at your feet, like, wanting to be loved, right? Yeah. And, like, thinking they have to be, like, like no, please love me. Like, <laughs> dude, like, ugh, like, no, dude, <laughs> stop, please. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, it, it's funny, but, like, like seriously, bro, like, no. Like, yeah. that is not love. That is not the love of the Father. The Father has so much more love to you that he doesn't want you to come groveling. Like, you are his son. You are loved, right? You are his yeah. child. You are loved. And um, so, yeah, I mean, repentance. And, and then the ring, right? Yeah. The ring is really cool because that ring um, back then signified, oh, actually, before the ring, the father comes running out, right? Yeah. Dudes don't run back then, right? So this father is like like running and the, the son sees him running and he's never seen his dad run before. So he's like, oh my gosh, like he's running out to meet me. And he's running there because he wants to see his son because if people do start trying to stone his son, like they're going to hit dad first, right? Like yeah. they're going to hit the father. Um, so he's like going out to save his son and he puts his ring on him bro that ring means that he could do business it's like a seal right mm. like that ring meant he could do business yeah. like run financial stuff on the dad's like behalf financially that is so dumb right <laughs> sure because yeah. this kid spent all his money wasted all his money wow. why would the dad do that right yeah but it's like in light of the gospel in light of who the mm. father is representing it makes sense if your resources are infinite mm. right like he's giving you all you're all never spiritual blessing. Yeah, you're kind never of running out of these blessings, right? Like you're wow. never running out. Like you have it all. Amen. And um yeah, and then even the other son, right? Um he comes up, he's like he's like, you know, like, "Oh, why are you partying with this son? What the heck? Like, I've been here with you the whole time." And for a long time in my life, like I was living in that double-mindedness of like my sin's not that bad, right? Like, "Oh, like like I'm good and there's people doing this trash stuff," right? So I had that double-mindedness, and at some point, I think I could identify with the other son, right? Because I would be like, oh, man, all these people have these crazy testimonies. Do I need to leave the church to wow. have this powerful experience? And the father says, like, in verse 31, son, you are always with me, and mm. all that I have is yours. Mm. The end is the same for both sons. Like, you have the father, you have his love, and you have everything that he gives you, yeah. right? You have all of his stuff. Like, all I have is yours. Every spiritual blessing is yours whether you've been with him since the start, yeah. right? Or whether you just realized what he's given you, right? Wow. And sometimes we've been with him for a long time or, you know, mm. at least in my life, I thought, right? Because I was like, oh, I'm righteous, like on my own, you know? Wow. Um, we think we're with him and um, we don't appreciate it because we don't know what that means, right? Yeah. And he's like, dude, you've been with me this whole time. All that I have is yours. Like, like they're, like they're understanding the gospel. They're changed you have that too right like yeah. don't be like man like why are, like these people think they can just do whatever they want yeah. like and be free mm. like he's like dude you have the gospel too like you have Amen. my love yeah like you have it you know dude. yeah it, it that kind of like clicked for me just now like in a deeper level of just like one son had it the whole time yeah but didn't know yeah the other son didn't know like he, he thought he had to earn it yeah but it was already his mm. i think that's a really cool like 
way how you put it, it's like, like both sons had it the entire time. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's such a beautiful idea to view God in that light, that we've had it the entire time. Yeah. Even if we're in the house or even if we're like doing prodigal living. Yeah. And, you know, even when this son, even when the prodigal son came back, he was like, God, take me as a son. You know, it doesn't say what his reaction was afterwards. But I would imagine that because of the love of the father, he was, he that that's when repentance happened, right? Not because he was like hungry, right? But because he realized his father's love towards him, yeah. that's when repentance happened. And I heard this um, breakdown of this verse. Um, and um, someone was saying that, a lot of the times we can live in the house, but live as servants, right? Mm. Like we can be in the father's house, but live as a servant, right? And maybe this son, because it doesn't say he changed his mindset right away. Maybe for a while, this son was like, he's like in the house, but he's like still like trying to earn his Living sonship, right? Because wow. he, he's like, man, maybe I'm not worthy enough to be a son, right? He's living in the house, but living like a servant. And then when you realize like, you are a son. You're not a servant. You are his son. And like Jesus isn't sneaking you into heaven, right? Like we said, like yeah. you're literally his son. You're not just like, it's not like you're in heaven by mistake. And it's like, ah, oh, like, thank you, but I shouldn't be here. <laughs> like, you know, like a humble, like celebrity, right? Like, That's no, so bro, wow. you are the celebrity in heaven. Wow. Like Amen. you are the star, right? Amen. Like in heaven, you are enough. You're perfect. You're whole. There's no like, oh, I don't like, I'm not good enough to be here. Like, no, you are a son. Yeah. Stop positioning yourself as a servant even if you're in the father's house like yeah like wow. you are his son amen well as we, we wrap this up because we've been going at this and it's been awesome just hearing your story and just how god has delivered you bro and like mm -hmm. you've just been sharing this and i can just see like this this fire in you bro it's so amazing to see but as we close up this episode you know for the people who are listening right now that might relate with someone like the things that you might have done or might be caught up in, you know, things like lust and pornography or whatever it is. I mean, I know a lot of, you know, guys go through that, even even women. But what do you want to share with that one person who might be thinking like that's all good and all, but I just I don't I don't know if I, I'm ready or I can receive something like this because everything you're sounding is good. I'm sure they're listening and like yeah. that sounds amazing, but I just don't know if that can be for me like what would you sh what would you tell that person man um i don't know i'd say like you are loved like the holes that you're trying to fill are filled by him um and like i said get out of his way like it's already done the struggles won um there is no like like wanting to fight your desires like just receive that you have a new heart you have a new mind those desires are gone you are loved you're made whole and those things are not you you know yeah in jesus name brother yeah in jesus name and that's what we got to hear dude we got to hear more of that and mm. it's been cool to finally get jonathan on the podcast here he's been the the host, the host. week after week yeah night after night dude and but yeah, go I ahead. don't know when I'm gonna post this. Probably, actually, I'll post this one next. But um, we got some good episodes coming up. I'm doing I'm doing podcasts yeah, with tell my us Bible about studies. That. Yeah, I'm doing podcasts with my Bible studies. Um, because like you know we go into these Bible studies and 
most of the time it's people like searching for questions in the Bible, right? Which is amazing. We do those Bible studies. Um, but there's like a few studies that I go in there and I'm just like, man, they are filled with the spirit. Mm. Like they have the Holy spirit. And so this lady, I did a podcast with her today. I'll post it probably after this one. Um, and she is just preaching gospel <laughs> and I'm not prompting any of it. Yeah. Right. But it's because when you're filled with the Holy spirit, like the truth is the truth. Yeah. Like it is the truth, right? Yeah. Like it's not like, Oh, we're filled with the Holy spirit. So we believe different things. No, no, no. We believe the same thing. Yeah unscripted because yep. it's just the Holy spirit guiding yeah. us. It's the same spirit. So she's just like dropping bombs. And I'm like, dang, like, <laughs> yup, yup. That's fire. And like, it, it's so cool. I'm excited to share them. We got some big episodes coming up. Yeah. Stay tuned. And um, also for, you know, our friends who are listening, if there is any questions on this, or if you want to hear more oh, about, yes. Yeah. Jonathan's story or my story, um, please like reach out, like hit yeah. us up on our Instagram or for people who, you know, have our personal number, like we would love to, to share the gospel and, yeah. you know, explain this. And if there's any questions or rebuttals, anything like we would love to hear it. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, please, man, if you have, if like any podcast, like you're like, man, that's good. Like, let us know, man. The feedback is so cool. Yeah. And any post you hear, any post you're like, man, that's good. Let us know if there's anything that you're like having questions Bro, let us know, like, please, like, we want to talk to people, and, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel like we haven't been getting as much engagement as I think people are, like, asking questions, Yeah. like, dude, ask a question, let us know, right, like, and we'd love to, right, like, just please engage, um, but, yeah, like, yeah, please engage, man, like, we love it, yep. we want to talk to people, um, share, like, if you have any questions about freedom, any questions about, like, what do I have to do to get there, yeah. answer, nothing, it's yours, <laughs> but if you have Quick. a question, quick answer um stop trying yeah. and start accepting it <laughs> yeah um but awesome um everyone who's listening thank you for getting this far i know it's been a, a longer one but it's been a huge blessing and thank you for sharing your story john and this freedom that you've been experiencing yeah bro thanks for having me on <laughs> of course bro <laughs> Oh,